My doctor told me that a banana a day would help to clean out my colon. It took me way too long to figure out that I was supposed to be eating them. Welcome to Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. If this is your first time, I'm glad you you tuned in. I hope I am able to give you a little entertainment or a little, I don't know, a little pullback from a world that's on fire. Honestly, that's my my goal. Other than Other than leaving a legacy of who I am and how I feel and the extraordinary, amazing life that I'm living that I want to share with you. Uh, I want to provide a distraction from all the things that are going on. And I'm not even going to talk about the politics and, and, the, and the division and everything else that is so prevalent in our world today. I wish I had a solution. I wish I had a way of pointing out that we are us and us, not us and them. We're, we're miraculously on a, on a rock that is flying through the universe, and we have no control over that. The best we can do is try to be kind to one another. Hi, I'm Hannibal. I'm not going to even go down that road because there's other things that are heavy on my heart, and I, and I want get, to get to those. Um, this whole this channel, this show, this podcast, and however long it lasts and, and, and whatever goes out there or stays out there, or however many people decide they want to listen to it, it is all sponsored by you. Um, I have a Patreon that I and I have a, a few people who financially help out. It's Magic Artist. If you want to uh, do a monthly um, contribution to this channel, to this uh, to this show, uh, seriously, a dollar, two dollars. Uh, there's there's a few levels of some perks and things that are there, but you know it, it really is up to you. If you feel like supporting on a regular basis, look up. Magic Artist on Patreon. Um, also, subscribe to my uh, my YouTube channel. I am putting out shorts, uh, video shorts daily, uh, trying to strive for my own inspiration and put it out into the world in a, in a color series of, uh, of, uh, of a rainbow of hopefully inspiration. Um, and also, and, and, and again, you know, I'm open to suggestions. I did a, a series on... Uh, I found a deck of tarot cards. Uh, it was actually gifted to me by a friend, and the artist had imagined them all as um, covers of pulp fiction novels, uh, and it was fascinating. So I did. I went through the major arcana and explained what each of the characters were on those cards. It was a lot of fun. I filmed it in black and white, kind of a film noir thing, and uh, put that up on the channel. It seemed to be fairly well-received. Um, but I went through the major arcana and then ended it. But uh, I've been kind of feeling like maybe I'd like to go back to it, take it somewhere else. Leave a comment, send me a message, let me know, you know, if you'd like to see the continuation of that or if it was as interesting to you as it was to me. I, um, I am the artist, I am the performer, but my dedication is to you, the audience, you know, uh, to uh, what part of my art or what part of my creativity you'd like to see, and I'm going to exercise that. I um I was I was thinking today I, and again I want to stress this I'm living a, a fascinating life I live in a in a 
in a nice neighborhood near where I work, and I am the uh, I am running a séance show at what is considered one of the most haunted hotels in the world, the the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. It's the where it's where Stephen King got his vision dream about the book The Shining, where, where how that story should go, and um, and so people come from all over the place to to feel something, to see something, to witness something. And I provide a program called 13, where we recreate a seance that happened in 1915 uh, on that spot. And I've been having a lot of fun, and it's been very well received, and I've gotten great reviews, and I've gotten, uh, I've gotten lots of messages from people who I affected in that show. Let me be clear about my goal for my performance. This is what I was made to do. And when I tell you that I cannot do anything else, well, that's a fact. Now, I have lots of different outlets for my creativity, but the thing that I do well is that I tell stories and I perform for people. I, I provide those things for people. I get paid nicely. I, I you know... I live a comfortable living. I don't live an excessive living. I, I don't want to live an excessive living. I, um, I am comfortable, and I'm happy in the comfort that I have. Um, yeah, I, don't, I really don't know how to explain it better than that. Um, honestly, contributions to this channel go to the improvement of this channel, uh, and also the the possibility of going out to eat every once in a while, once a month, once every couple of months, you know, something like that, just to provide a little. But honest to God, walking around this town, I can't tell you how beautiful it is. And there are wild animals that roam the streets because they come down out of the mountains and they they take control. There's a, a constant herd or two of elk that are just always around the town. Sometimes right out in the middle of town. So that's really good. So so I, I, am, I am paid for what I do. And uh, there's no greater feeling than to be able to do a job uh, and provide for yourself doing something that you absolutely 100% love to do. And then that has been provided for me here by the Stanley Hotel, by Aiden Sinclair, and, you know, Estes Park and all their support. And, but what really pays me what really satisfies my soul, what, uh, what is more important in what I do than money is the response that I get. It is the applause. It is the pause and the gasp. It is the, the silence in which no one knows how to react because their mind has just been blown and they don't they don't know a way to react. They're not something they've just never been used to. And, um, and then the real payoff, the bonuses, the, the, the extra extra is when they post a review or they send me a letter or they send me an email or they make a comment saying how what I put forth, what I created affected their lives and did so in a positive way. I've discussed before the difficulty in creating a, a, a spooky show that at the same time is uplifting and, and helpful and, and worthy 
of putting in front of people. That's what I strove for, and apparently that is what I have created. And, uh, and it's going to get that much better. Um, beginning this week, I am going to be presenting my program uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, one show Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and then two shows a night on Friday and Saturday. Beginning in June, when the tourist season begins, and going throughout uh, Halloween, when it kind of goes down, we are going to be doing six nights a week and striving for three sessions per night. Uh, 18 shows a week, and I cannot wait. Um, <laughs> I was talking with my mentor this morning, and we, I was talking about working on the streets in Charlotte and, and how you know, it, the, the, the time, the distance has glamorized it in my head more so than it was. I made a fine living. I, I practiced and polished my craft, and it was a huge blessing. I would not be me except for the time that I put out on the cobblestones and on the bricks and on the sidewalks of Charlotte, North Carolina. And I did that for years, well over a decade, and sometimes five, six nights a week just getting out there just so I could provide for my family pay my bills, and get in front of people. And those are the kind of people, when one is working on the street, and I recommend any kind of artist, any kind of performance artist, if you can find a way or you can make a way to get out on the street and perform, there is no better whetstone than the, than the street out there because they can walk away. They can decide that you're not worthy of a dollar in your hat. They can scoff, they can heckle, they can everything. It's, it's all raw and it's all out there. And, and you get good. You get, you get sharp because of those things. It's, it's so, so worthy. And I romanticize it in my head, but then my, my mentor reminds me, how does your back feel about that? How do your legs feel about that, about standing out on a sidewalk for, you know, five, six, seven hours at a time and doing card tricks and I'm like, you know, I, I did not notice it while I was performing, but the walk back to the car and trying to get the cramps out of my legs so I could go to sleep every single night, that was hell, you know. And, and i yeah, not sure I'd want to do that part again. But six nights a week, three shows a night, I will get good or I will get gone. I mean, it's, it's largely, big time, largely new material that I created just for this show. And so, and, and each one's different because the, the audiences are different. And a lot of the program hinges on the way that audiences react um, to what I say, to what happens, to what I make happen, to, to how, I, uh, how I read them. Uh, a lady this past weekend... Uh, right in the middle of the of the session. Now, okay. Now, let me let me back up a second. There's a, there's a part of the session where I go around and I borrow something from everyone in the audience. I will borrow coins from their pocket or a chapstick, or I, I will hold their phone for a moment. And the idea is that by holding a personal item of theirs, I will tell them things about themselves that I couldn't possibly know. Uh, and piece of psychometry, basically. And I've had several people go, you're reading my mind. You're, you're, you know, how could you possibly know what I'm thinking? And what do you, how did you know that about my past? Things like that. So I've had people say, it's like you're reading our minds. A lady this weekend, in the midst of everything I was doing, 
was like, I can't believe this. It's like you're reading my Facebook. And it took everything I, I had not to, not to just laugh out loud. Uh, it, it was unexpected. I, I, you know, I expected the mind reading thing, but it's like you're reading my Facebook. And then the, the young lady that was with her uh, turned to her and went, really? Facebook? Anybody does Facebook anymore? You know, so that was, that was humor. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the on season. I'm working hard. I'm looking forward to working really, really hard and making things happen because that's where I thrive. The stage and being in front of people and pulling the attention in the room to myself. I've done that since I was, what, three, four years old. It's, it's what nurtures me. It's, it's how I give back. I take the love I get from the room and I, and I channel it and focus it and use alchemy and turn it back into love and inspiration that I can put right back into the audience. And I leave empty and I come home empty and I, you know, I meditate and I read and I try to get my strength back and refill my engines and go from there. I'm, and if you hear the noises in the background, I am, I am uh, dog sitting this week uh, for a good friend who's gone, uh, gone on a vacation with his fiance, and I am watching their pupper, beautiful silver chow chow, uh, great attitude. We're having a lot of fun together. I've uh, kind of missed having a, having a dog. And, you know, I'm considering maybe adopting one of my own, but for a long time, it was a, it was a matter of, you know, I travel so much and, and, and it would be, it would be insensitive of me to have a dog at home, uh, to all the time while I'm out always running around the world or running around the country doing what I do, but I don't do that anymore. I have a, uh, I have a residency. I have a, a theater of my own. I have a place of my own and I'm not traveling like I used to. So maybe it's time for that kind of companionship. Love to hear what you think about that. I am, I'm not good at relationships. The relationships I'm best at are the really temporary ones where it's me and the audience and I give to them and they give to me and we go on our separate ways. Watched a, I watched a new special by the comedian John Mulaney. Um, I have some really deep thoughts about that, but I'm not here to malign anyone or to, to share negativity about that. I will say he spent a good bit, the majority of his career, talking about his wife. It started off as his girlfriend, then his fiance, then his wife, and uh, really about how much he loved her and how much they cared for each other and how supportive she was. And um, and their marriage ended uh, a few years ago, around the beginning of the pandemic, if I'm remembering correctly. And I certainly cannot stand in judgment of anyone on that. And in his new um, in his new special, he does not really address that at all, and that's fine. You do not have to turn your soul out for me. I'm not I'm not here to ask for that, but I am deeply curious, um, because families fall apart. Um, there's a singer I love a lot, Loudon Wainwright III, uh, who has a song called In C, the letter C, 
about how when he plays the piano, it's, that's, the, uh, that's the key he usually plays in. And into that song, he ties in um, about his parents' divorce and then eventually his divorce and how his family split and um, how his talented children also play piano in the key of C. And he wonders if that's the legacy that he's left for them or if there's more. I am not good. Somehow I am not good at one-on-one relationships. I was married for very, very close to 30 years. And I screwed it up. I, uh, I, um, I let my disappointment in myself and I let my, my desires for something else mess up a really, really great thing. I, um, if, if there's a shining light, a silver lining on that, um, my marriage ended after my children had grown up. Uh, they were all over 18. I think they were, you know, I know they were over 18. Most of them were over 21. And that's not a, you know, I, I didn't, I, I didn't leave the house when the kids were still kids, you know, that didn't, that split didn't happen. It was still horribly traumatic on everyone. Only half of them still have a relationship with me. I have four children. Uh, Two of them, two of them still talk to me, still communicate with me. One of them doesn't at all. Uh, has has closed the door really tight. Although you know it's open on my side, should there be any uh, desire, and one not only uh, doesn't allow communication from my direction, but every once in a while will leave me a voicemail or a or a text message uh, reminding me of what a horrible human uh, they think I am, uh, very very graphically, and that's uh, that's very hard to take. But I listen to every word and I read every word that is sent to me because I do. I mean, I know it's not healthy. I know it's not good for me to listen to those things. But here's my child. And I'm, of all the vows that I have broken in my life, I will always listen when my child wants to talk to me, no matter what they have to say. So there's that. I will not ever in any forum disparage or demean or put down my ex-wife. She did the best she could with me. She was, for the most part, for the vast majority, uh, loving and supporting and... uh, and man, I could not have I could not have done it without her there. Um, her ideas, her you know, uh, honest look at the work that I was putting out, and and giving me honest feedback on the work that I was putting out, and offering suggestions that were always uh, of some help. But there were things that deepened my shame in myself, and ultimately led to me screwing everything up and I'm, don't don't misunderstand 
that I am trying to put anything on her. She she called the shots exactly as she saw them, but if a couple is on vacation, you know, and uh, there's a there's a pool, and uh, we want to uh, we want to go down and, and and visit the pool, hang out by the pool, catch some sun, get in the water. And uh, before we go downstairs, before we leave the hotel room, one's partner, whose, uh, whose opinion means everything in the world, tells you that uh, they would really appreciate it if you wouldn't take your shirt off in public because you are grossly overweight and it would be embarrassing to them. And uh, later, if one is told that one shouldn't walk around one's own house without a shirt because it's gross to look at, that can affect someone's point of view. And that happened. Anyway, it it, it is my fault, the, the... the breakdown was my fault. I, I did I did bad things. I, I betrayed my vows. I wandered where I shouldn't have wandered, and I looked where I shouldn't have looked, and I made excuses for myself. And I didn't uh, I didn't offer enough attention where I should have. And that's life. And I've tried very hard to forgive myself. I lost one of the best friends I had. No. I lost the best friend that I ever had. And then I lost the friendship of someone that I had known for years, longer than I had been married. I I knew someone, a friend of mine, who, when the marriage broke up, severed all ties with me, wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't wouldn't listen to my side, wouldn't even, wouldn't even come to me and go, you know, what the fuck, man? What did you do? What are you doing? Why are you being this idiot, you know, like a friend would? And we have not spoken in, oh, nearly 10 years now. Dude was the best man at my wedding. And uh, we know things about each other, you know, deep, deep secrets, deep, Deep meaning, deep love was there, and then it went away. The church. <laughs> Everybody that I knew, and I, you know, I I started in at the church when I got married. I I joined my wife's church, and none of them, none of them came to ask me why. None of them came to hear me. None of them came to offer me a path to, to, no, I was, they were done. When, when, when my marriage was done, they were done with me because I was such a bad person. And honest, you know, is, uh, I know I'm, I'm probably wrong in this, but isn't the church supposed to be forgiving and, and guiding the lost sheep back to the flock? Exactly one person 
exactly one person from the people I met and grew friends with in church still is still my friend. He, uh, he met me for lunch to hear my side and he didn't condemn and he didn't encourage. He just let me know that he still loved me and he was still my friend. And as bad a man as I turned out to be, he's still my friend. He still reaches out. He, he's still there. Still have his support. I still have his love. I still see him as the best example of what a Christian man should be. And I'm just really, really grateful for that. Love my kids, even the ones that don't communicate with me or communicate badly. Love them dearly. I lost uh, a greater part of the magic community that I've that I've been and served and been friends with and been there for. All of those friends have gone away, uh, removed their friendship from me. So you know, uh, there's there's several different reasons for that. You know. Anyway, I'm not going to lament my loneliness. I will, uh, I won't ever get married again. I, I don't, uh, the very short version of it is that it, it, it doesn't make sense for me. I don't believe in it for myself um, because I'm, I'm, I'm bad at it. I'm bad at one-on-one relationships. I have a... I have a, a friend that I met after uh, the divorce was over, and we're we're very close, and we're very open with each other, and we're very you know there's there's that, but uh, we've we've had a discussion about what we think about marriage, and uh, this is not ever going to lead to me being married again. Um, I'm not good at romance. I'm not good at. <laughs> I don't I don't have the commitment for other human beings that I have for the stage and the audience and I don't know how that's going to lessen me in your eyes because I know that is not societally proper whatever that means I have spent 7 close to 8 well 8 years now uh striving with great difficulty to love myself despite the man that I know that I am. I'm good at card tricks. I'm good at storytelling. I'm good at engaging an audience. I'm good at communicating and getting those things apart as long as it's groups. One-on-one, I suck at it. But I got to learn to love the guy who sucks at it because I was put here for a purpose. I was created. I was made. Orphan, bastard, adopted child who didn't ever live up to what his parents wanted him to be, but loved by his parents anyway. As long as I was saying the right words in the church, as long as I was contributing the right way, I was loved there. Uh, The obstacles became obstacles (laughs) instead of the way. Well, I babble, don't I? Uh, I, I'm, 
I am regretful of the actions that I did, and I have made apologies to the people I needed to make apologies to. I have been offered forgiveness, but the wall is still there. Uh, the forgiveness, but not the forgetfulness, if that makes sense. Uh, I damaged the wrong people. And everyone that I love, everyone that I love lives somewhere else. And I'm okay with that. Um, them living somewhere else, them being somewhere else, prevents me from harming another relationship. I really don't want to ever do that again. I, I don't like being Mr. Bad Guy. Yeah. Anyway, spring is arriving in Estes Park, and I've got long and hard work to do, and I really look forward to that, both to feed my heart and to provide a distraction for thinking about the story I just told too often. It's the way it is, the way it's going to be. Um, check me out on YouTube. Look up Hannibal the Magician. You'll find me. Lots of uh, inspirational stuff. There's some magic tricks. There's some performances like my TED Talk and, you know, other random things from the Magic Castle and other performances I've done. I have plans to to do more of those, release more videos like that. But I, I think it's an interesting channel. Uh, I'd love to have you come subscribe. Um, there's this, there's the Patreon, uh, all of my social media, you'll find me by searching for Magic Artist um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Venmo, if you're so inclined to go to Venmo, uh, and the Patreon I told you about earlier. I'm creating and I'm putting creativity out into the world, because that's what I was made to do. Generate love for myself, within myself, and do my damnedest to share it with the world. Because I cannot take this love that I generate and give it to myself, apparently. So I'm going to try to give it to you. That's it. I'm happy. I'm content. I'm finding joy on my journey. I'm trying really hard not to look in the rearview mirror too much. I'm trying to leave a good story. I'm trying to leave a good legacy. I hope there's love where you are. I may not know exactly where this road is taking me. I know that I'm exactly right where I'm supposed to be. The journey is long, full of joy.
be a liar full of tricks But if you'd open up your eyes You would see nothing but the truth Behind all of my lies Peace out.